everybody's looking towards something to do. The outdoor experience is uh, what we are looking forward to as the weather gets warmer. It's sort of an indoor-outdoor experience. You're going to have to stay in your car, but it seems that the Toronto Zoo, which is currently home to over 5,000 animals and over uh, 500 species, uh, is ready to open to the public in a limited form, a drive-through kind of model. We're joined now by the CEO of the Toronto Zoo, Dolph DeYoung. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to talking about our drive-through zoo. Listen, there's a lot of animals they need to be fed, and that is the primary reason for getting people back to the zoo. Normally, you have about 1.2 million people visit the Toronto Zoo every year, and the money from those ticket sales goes to uh, feeding the animals. How are you doing as far as the animals are concerned and uh, the menu? Because I understand you had a big campaign that was uh, started in order to feed these animals to keep them alive. Yeah, you know what? We've been incredibly fortunate with uh, community support in the Zoo Food for Life campaign. 10,000 people stepped up and acknowledged the loss of parking revenue and said, yes, we want to help contribute to the zoo. We believe in what they do and made donations. And the other key piece for us, our mission, connecting people, animals and conservation science to fight extinction, is really hard when we can't host guests. So our team's done great work putting out stories on our digital channels and making sure we're connecting the community that way. But the key thing we do is host guests in our zoo, and we're really excited about this proposal to share it again with them. I want to get to your digital channel later on in the conversation because I actually was talking about it the other day when my heart was exploding with joy at one of the videos that uh, you posted on the digital channel. But let's get to how a drive-through would work when we're talking about the Toronto Zoo. What do you, what's your model like? Well, you know, for 45 years, people have walked up to our front entrance and found their way into our zoo. And our team took a step back and said, in a COVID-19 world with social distancing being the norm, uh, with things like handling money, uh, those types of activities we took for granted no longer really being appropriate at this time, what are our options? And they came up with this really unique route that has people literally driving through the front door of the zoo and taking a variety of our traditional walking paths, our zoomobile route, and some of our service roads uh, to go on a 3.4-kilometer journey uh, through the amazing, huge 500-acre-plus Toronto Zoo and get some glimpses of those habitats to get outside and, and get a little glimpse of nature when a lot of folks have been shut in for quite some time. So the zoo is divided into seven geographic uh, regions. I remember uh, it always seemed like the Canada domain was really far away to me as a kid. I'd want to go see the polar bears. And it's like, let's go see the polar bears. But we're walking and we're walking and we're walking. So are you going to cover all of the regions? And it, it's a, it's obviously a smaller footprint. You said it's 3.5 kilometers. But what are we going to see? Um, so what you're going to see is great glimpses of uh, the Indo area, as well as the African Severina and Eurasia. Unfortunately, we aren't taking people uh, down into the Canadian domain. Um, it is that, that longer walk that you remember uh, from your childhood. And of course, that hill as well uh, is not really conducive to two-way traffic. So we couldn't work that into our plan. Uh, but you are going to get glimpses uh, into at least uh, four or five of the other habitat uh, regions. And, um, you know, we've been working to get the animals used to the vehicles as well and piloting this. So uh, they're ready and waiting and looking forward to folks coming out. 
Yeah, one of the me- most amazing things about the the Toronto Zoo that put it on the map is the way it, it is structured. And so there's no, you know, they're kind of like pits. They're not, and they're not pits that you have to look too deep into, but the animals are separated, but you can still see them, which is ideal when you're talking about a drive through model. So this is not, how is this different from the African lion safari? Because I, I think there's the zoo and there was the African lion safari and very different experiences uh, in both of those situations. So how does it differ from the African lion safari, your drive through model? So in in the model, we're looking at opening as soon as it's safe to do so. You know, you're going to be on existing roadways uh, and walking paths. Uh, You won't actually be, you know, driving with our rhinos in the same habitat. They're still the animals in their natural spaces. And you are looking in and just you're looking in from a different perspective, your vehicle instead of being on foot. So that's that's the major differentiator. And our team continues to um, you know, find unique ways to help people connect to our zoo and connect people to our mission. When would you start the drive through visits? So we're eagerly awaiting announcements from the province. You know, we're, we're looking to make sure uh, it's safe to do so. We have those protocols in place for our guests, our animals, our team. And, uh, you know, we're ready to go as soon as we can get that okay. And um, from what uh, we've seen so far, the interest has been enormous. Uh, People are excited to get outside again uh, in a safe way. How long would the Uh, 3.5-kilometer drive take you? And how would you speed people along that are like, oh, I'm stopping? Well, I think one of the key challenges is, you know, it's not the type of experience you want to be speeding along. Uh, We're looking at a 45-minute to an hour-long experience. And it's going to vary depending on the animals that are out on the given day. And we've added an audio guide, a podcast, so people can hear more about the natural history of these animals and the conservation initiatives of our zoo. So we are really looking for folks to come out. And if, you, you know, if you're looking for a quick run through, uh, this might not be the activity for them. So you'd be downloading that podcast before you even start your visit. Correct. Um, Our team has been actually doing a uh, podcast for the past year and we'll be using that format and there's signage on site for when people can stop and start. So the timing's maintained and they're hearing uh, the right narration and the right stories in the right areas of our zoo. I I can't believe I'm almost out of time here. Dave tells me we got to go, but I'm not going before I ask, how's the baby, baby long legs, third generation giraffe born to the zoo Tuesday morning. How is the baby? Um, I had a glimpse of her yesterday. Um, She's been doing great. The team is providing incredible care. Uh, The passionate staff have literally, I feel, been up for the past 48 hours. Uh, We've been waiting a long time, right? That 15-month gestation. And and we're still, you know, always nervous with a first-time mom. uh, But the signs we're seeing, nursing, and then the behaviors are all positive. So we're really happy with what we're seeing so far. And point people towards your zoo cam. Yes, if you can go to uh, torontozoo.com, we have links and we're also um, doing Facebook lives every day at one o'clock and you can meet uh, the many animals that call our zoo home, including some of the more obscure animals that you might have missed on your past visits. So please uh, tune in there on Facebook. Dolph, thank you so much for joining us. I'm looking forward to the zoo being reopened for that drive-through experience. We look forward to hosting you. Take care.